There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how are you doing today? I'm good. It is a Sunday, and I hope everyone's enjoyed a lovely roast dinner, or if you don't eat roast dinners, uh, you live elsewhere. Uh, I hope you've had something equally as hearty. Maybe if you're in Scandinavia, a nice roll mop and potato. <laughs> Uh, snack <laughs> and I, if you are uh you were in africa uh what was it sadza what's that stuff that's like a kind of like a meal kind of like a like a heavy kind of like um starchy kind of meal not uh, a clue yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's very good though it's very good delicious one of the toughest things about living in japan is the lack of roast dinners or the lack of any mm. cuisine special sunday cuisine i miss that it's one of the highlights of living in the uk no doubt about that and pubs God forbid, but yes, <laughs> it's tough. Problems. It's tough without that. How have you been though, Pete? You had a good week? Good, yeah, it's been good. I've uh, I've, I've, I've been up north for a little bit, went to see the old uh, parents. My dad and mama are as, uh, as mad as a box of frogs as, as usual. So yeah, drove up there, came back again. It's, uh, it's It's been a full, full week. What about you, Chris? What have you, I've, I've heard that you've been, you've been spotted in the wild like a Pokemon. Like a Pokemon, I yeah. I've had lots of people saying that they um, they were seeing me in some sort of advert on YouTube, which scared me. Oh right, because I I didn't know anything about being on an advert on YouTube. Um, so I thought someone like stole one of my videos and turned it into an advert for whatever reason to promote something. Um, but a bit of research indicated, or basically someone just sent me a, a screenshot that you know Curiosity Stream is some sort of streaming platform um, where like. I think it's like educational YouTube channels, a.k.a. not the Abroad in Japan oh. channel, have uh, banded together to create some sort of platform. I don't know. But on Curiosity Stream, they are promoting Cat Nation, the cat documentary that I was in four years ago. It comes up again. Every time you think it's dead, it pops up again. It, it can't be destroyed. Again, yeah. It's like Voldemort of documentaries. Cat Nation. <laughs> God damn it. And I, Good old Cat Nation. Still can't bring myself to watch it. All the reviews, um, are, <laughs> people that like know the Abroad in Japan channel, are like, oh, it's great. It's just Chris and some cats. People that don't know the Abroad in Japan channel, who's this smug British prick <laughs> insulting the cats of Japan? Cats. It's very bad. Yeah. So, 
Oh wow! Oh, so so you just be, so so what is it like? A, is, is it in YouTube or out of YouTube? It's is it kind of like a because I have seen some creators are just sort of going. We are tired of like being effed over by the algorithm. If you mm. like our stuff, heading over to something else. Uh, and yeah, is, so that must be the thing you're talking about. There's all sorts. There's Curiosity Stream. There's Nebula. I can't keep up with them, but I think the idea is that. Yeah. Um, you kind of have like a subscription model or something um, mm. where you put your videos behind a paywall. Right. Um, I don't think we'll be doing that in a hurry for the Abroad in Japan channel, but uh, yeah, it's it's weird. And it's weird to see my face on advert. I don't know why they chose Cat Nation. Clearly it must be doing well. And it's annoying because looking back at it, um, doing that documentary in 2016, I, 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 I'm not overly happy with my performance, right? And <laughs> I, I, it's, it's annoying. It just won't die it won't go away i'm glad that the the producer and the guy that made it tim um is getting his money's worth out of it but at the same time my uh having my name and reputation dragged through the mud <laughs> maybe it's not as bad as a i remember cat with a with a cat no i have, i've only seen little clips of it but i've 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 never uh indulged in the full thing and i'm not signing up to a premium youtube service just to watch <laughs> you and a lot of cats quite frankly i'm not even that big a fan of cats what <laughs> shocking stuff now you've got to go and watch it at some point <laughs> go and watch it get yeah. the abroad in japan merchandise from the new teespring store and uh wear it and watch the cat nation documentary and that could be your sunday tea <laughs> or yeah what if there was a better way to experience Japan. We've got a story this week from Nicholas. Um, we kick off these podcasts with Story of the Week these days. And Nicholas from Sweden, he says, Hello guys, Nicholas from Sweden here. First of all, give my sincerest thanks for always producing quality content and shenanigans in videos and podcasts. Secondly, though, oh. I had a sudden thought in these travel and work-restricted times. What if there are other digitally geared methods of sating my hunger for all things Japanese? Turns out, um, others have thought the same thing. In approximately eight weeks' time, a Japan simulator is set to be released on Steam. Features include, but are not limited to, watching sumo wrestling, experiencing a tea ceremony, and of course, visiting skyscrapers. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Warm regards, Nicholas. (laughs) And it looks like the next level above Google Street View. Until now, Mm. I've always just recommended Google Street View as a way to experience Japan from your sofa. It's not quite the same clicking slowly but surely down the streets um, and having various things blurred out. But it's, I still use it to do some research and uh, plan my trips around Japan. But Japan Simulator, have you seen this, Pete? Have you heard of it yet? I've, I've heard of it, but I just think I thought it'd be like all polygonal and stuff, but it's, it looks like, is it more video based? I can't really sort of tell. It is, yeah. So I've done some research by basically going on Steam. And uh, it, the only way I could understand what it looked like is the developers, who were called Digital Tours Interactive, the name's a giveaway, uh, they'd previously worked on China Simulator, which, <laughs> which I'm assuming is very similar. But there's videos of China Simulator, and it's just like walking down like a street in China with lots of digital people wandering around aimlessly, um, modelled like a, like a market in Beijing, the one I saw. So... Mm. What you can do in Japan Simulator, here's a list of things. Uh, Features include live in a hotel, experience an internet cafe, visit a manga shop, see Mount Fuji, eat sushi and ramen in a first-person perspective, uh, watch sumo wrestling, (laughs) and have a full trip routine. So go through an airport and passport checks, life in a hotel. Um, 
And the little <laughs> the little quote says, in times of quarantine and inability of people to travel, we want to introduce digital tourism opportunities for people to experience a digital trip to a fantasy world. Uh, visit the iconic Shibuya, walk at the atmospheric uh, street markets, and immerse yourself in a new culture, including Tokyo and Kyoto. I think it's quite a cool idea. If they pull it off, I mean, some of the screen grabs they've got are really quite impressive. They've got like a Kaiten revolving mm. sushi bar. They've got uh, Yasaka Pagoda, the infamous pagoda that you see in every photo of Kyoto. They've got that street modelled nicely. I think it could be a cool alternative that's easily better than Google Maps, Google Street View. Mm. What do you reckon? It just sounds like uh, all of the side quests in the Yakuza games <laughs> sort of put it. You know, going to eat some sushi, going to an airport, all that stuff, going <laughs> karaoke, all that nonsense. But I would say that, like, they've done China. All right, that's finished. Um, they seem to have moved on to Japan very quickly. That's all I'm saying. I think China would probably take a little bit more time than they've actually put in. <laughs> it's just a street in Beijing, isn't it? I think. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What, uh, what other experiences would you have on Japan Simulator? I think they need a, Natsuki, a night out with Natsuki which is just going to a karaoke bar and Natsuki with a guitar, getting drunk slowly but surely, and the screen Mm. gets more and more blurred as you drink more and more. Yeah. And you have to smoke. Yeah, yeah, you just have to constantly, constantly smoke. I think that's the situation. And yeah, and you're just constantly just trying to find more cigarettes or the the finances to buy (laughs) uh, to to get yourself some more cigarettes at every every turn, at every opportunity. (laughs) What about a snack bar where you have to, uh, or a hostess bar? This is Yakuza, isn't it? I'm just listing off the Mm. Yakuza games now. Just Yakuza, yeah. 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 I mean, just play that. That's probably better. Although, to be fair, have they, in in the game Yakuza, have they mapped, like, parts of Japan, like Tokyo and Kyoto, accurately? They have, yeah. They've done, like, uh, Dotonbori and places like that. Yeah, so they've done little bits and bobs. I don't think they've done, because it's obviously... um, some of the titles, most of the titles started on previous generations, but I think mm. Yakuza, I want to say Yakuza 7 is out um, later this year in the West, um, and that obviously promises to be the first full-on proper PlayStation 4 exclusive kind of experience, or maybe second, because I think 6 was. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I'm yet to kind of re-equate myself with with, um, with Yakuza, uh, and Yakuza 6 in particular. But uh, I really need to get back on that because I never actually got anywhere near cl- uh, finishing that one. Mm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of YouTube channels around these days where you kind of just wander down a street, right? Someone puts a camera on a gimbal and wanders around. And there's a mm. channel that always comes up for me called Ramblack. And uh, he or she, I uh, don't know who's actually running it, they just put a Panasonic GH5, my camera actually, on a gimbal and just Ooh. walk around different neighbourhoods. Like um, I'm looking at the channel now. They've got Oimachi in Tokyo. Um, they've got like, uh, I don't know where that is. They've got some sakura some sakura trees with cats and lavender. They've got Tama River. Uh, they've got Asakusa. And these are all videos that are like 55 minutes long. Some of them are an hour and a half. Mm. And they just walk, Ramblack just walks down the street and just says nothing it's just a kind of meditative experience and i think that is pretty good obviously isn't it it is yeah you can't control where you're going but you are walking Mm. around these streets and seeing what they're like and i think that's a really good way of experiencing japan right and in a non-biased way because if it was me doing it there'd be some sort of snarky unpleasant commentary of me going oh that looks rubbish i want to try that oh it's (laughs) a fried chicken and that's what it would be yeah um but I've always thought about doing something like this. Now I've got my new camera. I've thought about just wandering around with it or just leaving it set up for like an hour in a fixed location and just sort of 
taking it in near a temple or overlooking a street in Tokyo or Kyoto or something like that. I think that could be kind of fun. What do you reckon? Oh, it looks magical. It's really sort of like uh, dreamy. If you've got a big old telly, I've, I've got I've got a decent sized telly in, on more than one occasion when I've been doing a bit of work. I've just mm. you know stuck it on in the background. Uh, I think there's a little bit. Is there a little bit of music? No, I don't think there is any music. I think it's just kind of like uh, they, they, yeah, they just walk through and, and obviously people who are interested in that kind of thing are like, oh, this is pretty cool and evocative. Evocative. <laughs> where would you like to see me walk through with the camera? Where would you like me to just stick the camera and film for like an uh, hour? A sewer. I'd, I'd like you to film a, a sewer. Brilliant. A dirty old Tokyo sewer. <laughs> They're probably all that dirty. Have you seen the gigantic sewers no. uh, just outside of Tokyo, the largest storm drain in the world? It looks like some sort of futuristic... No, I'd like to. Have you not seen it? You've got to no. look at the world's biggest storm no. drain. It's absolutely huge and cavernous. Go and check it out. That's what you've got to do. Speaking previously of Yakuza, though, there's an interesting story come up this week about the Yakuza Um the title is Making a Slow Getaway, Japan's Anti-Yakuza Laws Result in Cohort of Aging Gangsters. It turns out that more than half of all uh, Yakuza members are now over 50 and 10% are over 70 mm. as a result of an aging population. In 2006, 51% of the Yakuza um, were aged 50 or over. Um, in Sorry, in 2006, the biggest single group of gang members, um, 30%, were in their 30s, but now they represent just 14% of the total, um, which is crazy, right? So it means a lot of Yakuza have kind of abandoned the Yakuza, the yakuza um, as a result of the Japanese government cracking down on them, basically. Um, the One of the good things Shinzo Abe's government did is have a nasty crackdown on the Yakuza so they can't do business as easily. Banking has Mm. become a lot more difficult. So a lot of them are kind of turning their back on it and realising there's no benefits to being in the Yakuza anymore. Um, You have to sacrifice a lot to be a gangster, basically. So they've seen numbers plummet, apart from the sort of more elderly elderly folks in the Yakuza. So now they're already old. Yeah, most of the Yakuza are pretty aged. Mm. And uh, I guess it's kind of like, um, I guess a lot of the uh, jobs of the younger Yakuza is taking the fall when when the older Yakuza mess up yeah. and they go to prison or whatever. So so that's not an attractive way to, to, to live your life, is it really? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But these days, just less than 5% are in their 20s. I mean, I've never, people often ask me, Chris, have you met anyone from the Yakuza? Have you done anything with them? The answer is no. I think I must have spoken to one at least once without realising who they were. And I've mm. certainly sat in some onsens in some hot springs and um, there's been some not heavily tattooed, like heavily tattooed chat sitting nearby, mm. uh, looking rather scary. But uh, I've never actually met them one-on-one and people always ask me to go and do a documentary or film them, but it feels like a bit of a leap of faith. If I knew someone that was friends with one, I might be tempted, but I don't know mm. if that's a good idea to have that on my channel. Um <laughs> <laughs> ruin my squeaky clean image by mixing with the Yakuza. <laughs> don't think it'll go down too yeah. well either. Don't think it'll get my sense no. of humour. But uh, yeah, they are a dying breed though. Numbers have plummeted in recent years. And uh, I, I, you know, most people don't have any thoughts of them in Japan, really. Most people are ambivalent, are like kind of ambivalent towards their existence because they don't come across them in everyday life. The only place you might encounter them heavily would be Kobe, where the Yamaguchi Gumi are based. But uh, other than that, yeah. Mm. Or in your favourite video game, Pete. That's the only place. Exactly. That's the only experience you get. That is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, is it, in a few decades, it's not it's not a stretch of the imagination to imagine the Yakuza being kind of completely gone altogether. 
this kind of rate, right? Well, is this is this uh, part of uh, you know the 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 um, very island nationy kind of uh, in, in introspective um, political uh, class? <laughs> do, do we need young foreign yakuza <laughs> coming in? Yeah, damn right. Would you consider joining the yakuza for a week? <laughs> well, I've already got. <laughs> I only got that tattoos. You do. Not really that asked about my fingers. <laughs> I wonder how they'd feel towards your off. Monkey Island tattoo. How'd they mm, feel about that? Exactly. Or cat in the hat. <laughs> cat in the hat. There you go. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. In 2020, self-care can seem like yet another overwhelming job for women. Every week, we test out a new kind of self-care so you don't have to. Firstly, can we just clarify how we pronounce it? Kombucha? Kombucha. Yeah. Ah, kombucha. Kombucha. Self-care club. Wellness road tested. So that was the first yeah. day. You know, it was just the not slipping into the complete default mode of what I normally do, which is have a go at my husband for what he hasn't done. And, you know, all of that stuff, I kind yeah. of stopped. OK, so it was more the absence of meanness rather than the projection <laughs> of kindness at this initial 
point. Yes. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. This week, we are testing out menstrual cups. How are you feeling? Dreading it. I know that you love to give a practice that's all about down below. I'm not interested. I've never even really thought about it since before I met you. You've that- never thought about your vagina until you met me. It doesn't get a lot of air <laughs> doesn't get a lot of air time. No, it doesn't. The Self-Care Club is a Stakhanov production. Um, we now turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Donaldson? Uh, we've got an email from David. Hello, David. Good day, Chris and Pete. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and I've been binge listening to them uh, to keep me from going insane while working from home. Given that I am working from home, my hours are a lot more flexible. Uh, so I always find myself taking a power nap during the day, which leads me to my story slash question about the nap culture in Japan. I work for a large accountancy firm and uh, I previously worked on a client headquartered in Japan, but had a business in uh, Los Angeles. We worked with our uh, Japanese partner firm uh, on the client and they would periodically visit us in Los Angeles to review our work. Uh, During one of their visits, one of the Japanese managers closed his eyes and dozed off in the middle of a meeting. See attached image. And yeah, he looks like he's absolutely dead to the world, absolutely (laughs) jet-lagged to hell. Uh, None of his Japanese colleagues said or did anything to wake him up, just let him snooze. After the meeting, my boss got really upset because our firm was paying for their trip into LA uh, and he said, I paid for this guy to come over here and take a nap. I visit Japan numerous times and I've noticed people will take snoozers everywhere in temples, clubs, bars, restaurants, etc. Um, why is napping so prevalent in Japan? Uh, I'm, I, I, uh, always, uh, <laughs> I always thought napping was an indication of someone working extremely hard, therefore taking a nap is honourable. Can you provide some insight on this? Take care, lads. David, it's true. You do see people snoozing all of the time and you don't get kicked out of bars for it or restaurants just people just let you get on with it. Uh, and and from my money, it's just overwork and overdrinking. <laughs> Honourable nap. I like that phrase. Honourable mm, nap. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah, when I when I worked as a teacher, when I was in the staff room and there was 120 teachers, you would, you'd be working away on something and you'd hear, <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know, teachers would look at me and laugh because I'd be like in shock because I'd never experience such a thing but uh, it's yeah it's not uncommon teachers would just nap during the uh, during their time in the staff room it was very disruptive and very annoying but there was also a nap room as well where you could sneak off and on certain occasions if I was a little bit hungover because often you'd go out for like a staff party and then you'd still have to go to work the next mm. day I would just sneak into the the staff room which had like a tatami mat area and you could like lay down there and just sleep basically which felt really surreal imagine like doing two classes in the morning and then just sneaking off and having a nap for an hour waking up really disorientated and then going in and teaching another class it was really weird and i didn't do it that often but it isn't looked down upon though because that culture in japan that work culture it your work your the quality of your work isn't really important it's your presence at the workplace right they evaluate how good a worker you are by your presence and you've just got to be there at the meeting or at the workplace and you know even if you are napping on the job it doesn't matter because you're there at work you're still able to be accessed people can still call upon you for help and whatnot (laughs) and so it's a really weird aspect of the culture right that's why um japan has is is well known as being this hard-working place but yet also coincidentally uh, or paradoxically, it's uh, it's got quite low um, worker efficiency, right? Worker efficiency mm. rates are pretty low compared to the US in particular. So, yeah, people can nap, people can sleep, and uh, 
not sure how I feel about it. And even my te- my um, students would nap during the class, and um, often teachers. We were told before we um, before we started teaching, we had a little bit of a training session in Tokyo for like three days. Mm. And uh, one of the things I was told was don't wake up a napping student, get the teacher to do it because the students have very intensive lives and they, you don't know their like their environment at home. They might not be sleeping enough. Right. So you were told just leave them really. And the teacher would wake them up on their own. They would do it themselves. And uh, that was oh, quite a surreal situation as well. But they, you know, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Students have like, um, Outside of school, they have a lot of curricular activities um, in Japan where Monday to Friday after school, you will be doing your sport or your other, you know, you'll be doing your extracurricular activity uh, for an extra like two hours. And that would be a massive part of your schedule. And so I guess that is another reason why why they're allowed to nap. But yeah, very surreal. So I'm not surprised, but I love the photos of this guy just asleep in the meeting. That's a pretty bold move. I'm given that uh, he's in the meeting and he travelled all the way to LA for this meeting and had the audacity to nap. They should teach people. Should jet teach lag, man, jet lag. Jap- well, I mean, jet lag, is, he must have slept on the plane. What was he doing on the flight? Isn't it like a 12, 13-hour flight to LA? It's 11 hours, I think. Well, yeah, exactly, but still. <laughs> no. It's not ideal, is it? Unacceptable. Fire that man. Um, got hey, one here. Hey. From Michael says, hey, Chris and Pete, while in previous episodes, you brought up that faxes were still used in the future. Uh, In Back to the Future 3, did you also know that infamous, the infamous Bakari Sweat made a cameo, i.e. product placement? I I came across this CNN article titled The Sweat You Drink Inside the Meteoric Rise of Asia's Answer to Gatorade. And there are several gems in the article. Apparently, the company uh, that makes... Picari Sweat, and uh, Michael's listing off some facts now. The company that makes Picari Sweat is called Otska Pharmaceutical. The pharmaceutical part makes you think about Picari Sweat in a new light. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is made by a pharmaceutical company. Um, I don't know what else they make, but they, they do make Picari Sweat. Uh, the second mm. point, the beverage is to many Asians what Gatorade is to Americans and LucasAid is to the British. Um and number three, he says, Picari Sweat also became known as a form of first aid uh, in Indonesia, apparently. And uh, the fourth point, he says, is the aim of Picari Sweat was to make a tasty, drinkable IV. Um, <laughs> there are more gems to be found in the article, so I'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Michael. I think Michael there. I mean, it's, he's right, though. Picari Sweat is more than just a drink. It is seen in this kind of almost medical manner. Uh, because Otsuka Pharmaceutical is the manufacturer, I guess it lends that theory some credibility. I remember drinking Lucozade back home. Whenever I was sick in the UK, just drink Lucozade, right? It gives you the energy. It's just pure glucose in a mm. bottle, which I imagine isn't as healthy or as good for you as uh, as many people would have you believe. But it's said quite clearly on the side of the Lucozade, this is not like a uh, like a this is not to be prescribed as medicine or something, right? Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I remember, and 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 I had a mate who used to, he used to start every day when he was he used to start every single day. He was a bit overweight, and uh, he went to uh, it was like a radio feature. Mm. Um, a doctor came on and said, "All right, okay, so how how are you?" Or maybe a dietitian. Um, he sort of said, oh, "Yeah, um, yeah, I do, I do this and I do that," and she went, "Oh, that seems quite healthy." Um, and he goes, uh, yeah, and obviously I start the day with uh, a bottle of Lucozade. <laughs> She's like, why are you drinking a bottle? He's going, yeah, because when you wake up, you're just like, ah, it's like really, oh, really something, oh, lovely. But it's like, you're just huffing Lucozade in the morning. It's insane behaviour. 
I mean, Picari Sweat and Lucozade are kind of different, aren't they? Lucozade is like a glucose drink. Mm. It's basic. Well, I don't know what's in yeah. it. Is it basically just sugar or something? It's just sugar. Yeah, it's just sugar. glucose and sugar. You usually get the tablets as well. I used to enjoy having the glucose tablets. You used to just eat them at one after the other. Disgusting. Me too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Similar <laughs> a, an addiction there in common. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, Gatorade, I imagine. I, 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 what, I, off the top of my head. It's the same, but it's. Is it like it's definitely the same? It's yeah, yeah. It's it's but it's not fizzy. I don't think Lucasade had a very specific kind of orangey flavour, didn't it? It, was it like did. That, yeah. that was the classic Lucasade, but they obviously flirted with different things. And and their version of Lucasade is like uh, Lucasade Sport, which isn't fizzy. So because you don't want to drink something fizzy if you've just been running around, you want a flat drink. Mm. So yeah, Lucasade Sport's like a, like a Gatorade kind of version of that. Yeah, I mean Picari Sweat is different from Lucasade in that Picari Sweat is. For basically just rehydration, right? It's it's mm. a it is just salt in a bottle. It's just loads of salts in a bottle, yeah. and it does work. Like uh, if you ever feel dehydrated, particularly in summer, it's a godsend to have on hand Picari Sweat. It's such a nice, oh, easy way to rehydrate yourself. And I remember I was addicted to it for a small amount of time, especially in the summer, because it does you, you need it mm. to get on through the weather. Yeah. Um, it's got a nice lemon taste as well. Are you, are you a fan of Picari Sweat, Pete? Are you a fan? Love Picari Sweat. I mean, it's, it's up there with um, Calpis for me. But uh, yeah, Picari Sweat is is just so kind of like if you're you know if you're if you're out and about and busy on a holiday, um, and you're feeling less than you know you're not feeling great and you feel a little bit under the weather. So thanks to heavy drinking the night before, uh, Picari Sweat <laughs> is just another level. It's so good. Another <laughs> level. It is good, and I. I I think one of the main things is just the name, right? I remember, I still remember being shocked and surprised mm. to find a drink with the word sweat in the title. It's a bold move. <laughs> like, uh, I th- it'd be so interesting to see how Bacari Sweat would do if it was in the UK. Would people actually pick it off the shelf? Because it would evoke the image of sweat, wouldn't it? And uh, But yeah, it's still not stop me from drinking it all these years here. Non-believers, traitors, would rather drink uh, Aquarius, though, the Coca-Cola version of Picari Sweat. Have you had Aquarius? Oh, yes. It's, yeah, not as good, though. Not as good. It's not. It's less salty, and it's less medical, and it's not a pharmaceutical company on it, so it can't be, can't have any medicinal <laughs> qualities, but it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of more flavourful. It's more lemony. But yeah, Aquarius, Picari Sweat, the heated battles there of uh, getting rehydrated. Um, keep the stories, comments, questions coming into Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back on Wednesday. Do it all over again, guys. But for now, enjoy what's left of your weekend and we'll see you right back then on Wednesday. Have yourself a good one. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.